0: back to the one two three show with me noreen mere on this thursday afternoon let's turn to the final part and also my favorite part of the show with andrew Dambina for this week's art sing around andrew how are you today not bad, Noreen. What about you? Yes, I'm very... It's sweltering out there
1: again, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's so hot. And I remember talking to you on Tuesday, and I told you about Disneyland, and I took yesterday off to go there. And yeah. you were right. It's a magical place. What a! Great... It was my first time going there. I know. People yeah. are like, you've never been to Disney? I'm like, no, I I, I had other things to do. I, yeah. Indeed.
1: But Indeed. I, I, I loved it. It's it, so it, good. I, it takes kids to go, doesn't it? I mean, I'd have no interest in uh, as an adult, so I, you know some people do, but I'd not really been interested in visiting Disney or Ocean Park uh, until uh, I had some offspring
0: yeah uh, in which
1: case it was uh, you know a joy to be there and watch the reaction through a kid's eyes. I think that makes oh, the whole isn't it
0: exactly it's re- really a lot of fun, but I got to say it was so hot yesterday, oh my goodness, yeah. and it was raining that's for challenge. a bit, yeah, it was a challenge. Oh.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Well if you want to live in a subtropical place, you know <laughs> Welcome you've got to, to go Hong with Kong. It. Exactly. Yeah. But yes, yeah.
0: I, I can't complain. It was it was a great time. It was a lot of fun and it wasn't Excellent. too busy. Um I, I saw lots of students there. I think 'cause I think they were uni students and I think schools sort of finished for them or exams, or maybe they were high school students. You can't you can't tell anymore. Were, but anyway, not, so not really
1: There are exams going on at the moment. My son's doing his A-levels right now, so maybe instead of revising, they were having fun at a hot day in Disney.
0: Actually, I did see Josh there. No, I'm just joking.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. All right.
0: What have you got for us this week for for artsing around, Andrew?
1: Yeah, so last week we talked about the kicking off of two of the big art fairs which normally happen in March, which is normally dubbed the uh, the art month the art month of of Hong Kong yeah and there's a lot lots of peripheral events around that usually so I mentioned that um, that they they were kicking off uh, the evening before we last spoke it was the kind of cocktail evening and all that so um, um, let's let's have a quick look at how they went that's what I thought we'd start off with because it's a major thing last year they were cancelled and this year they managed to go ahead and which is a fantastic thing in terms of Uh, public confidence in big events, hopefully, with fingers crossed on the COVID situation locally of course, could, um, you know, start to be going ahead. So the um, Art Basel Hong Kong then, they had uh, 104 participating galleries this year. That compares to 220, so a bit less than half the amount in 2019, because there was no fairs in 2020. And um, an international online art magazine that, uh, uh, that, that that covers Hong Kong in great detail um, mentioned that, uh, it had a good analysis actually, I want to mention some of its uh, points that it pointed out, um, that more than half of our, Hong Kong's exhibitors had what what they call satellite booths, meaning they were manned by local Hong Kong workers that were hired by Art Buzzle rather than sending staff who would have needed a two-week maybe even three weeks, quarantine at this end and the same at their end as well. So each satellite booth had a QR code um, that would allow visitors to connect directly with dealers who couldn't be there. Um, so you could scan a code and the dealers, although they couldn't come to Hong Kong, were living for five days on Hong Kong time and available to speak to people to talk about the artworks, which is pretty cool, I thought. That's um, interesting. You know, but yeah, very high tech. Yeah. And uh, one gallerist was quoted by uh, Artsy Online Magazine as saying uh, that I could converse better online uh, by what they used, WhatsApp and WeChat, that kind of by using that QR code it would put them through to one of those communication apps, which I would not have been able to if I was mad Booth because there would have been so many distractions. But she added that no amount of digital access can replace the directness of communication uh, and interaction with a person, uh, you know, live. But, I mean, she didn't mention that also, the, uh, you know, they wouldn't be in front of the artwork when they're on the end of a phone or whatever device they were using. But it's great. I do think it's brilliant that that was really well thought out. I mean, there has been a whole year to think about it because Art Basel was also uh, cancelled last year in Europe and America The two other places. Hong Kong is only one of three. That um, the place that art Basel operates. So, yeah, and um, the Fairs VIP preview, which opened the evening before we spoke last week, had um, eight figures st- in sales. Actually, US dollars was in eight figures. So that means uh, that means hundreds of millions of US dollars, which signals the way for, for obviously a lot of appetite for buying in uh, in Hong Kong. And maybe any overseas clients who were getting in touch via the the uh you know those online ways of of talking to gallerists as well, so it really was uh, it was a big success. It was sold out as I mentioned last week, as was Art Central. both were sold out because they had to have fifty percent fewer people attending those so onto Art Central, which was also in the same building, the convention and exhibition center in Shine. Um, for them, they had more than forty galleries taking part, which was down from one o seven in the last last time they had it in two thousand and nineteen the, um, the so the, It was a five day program to include that uh, the the, uh, the opening evening party thing, which uh, as we heard you know people were spending money not just putting not just throwing back cocktails um so for art central, it attracted uh, over twenty five thousand visitors. Um, over five days, that's quite a few, isn't it? Considering it was still scaled down to um, uh, to 50-50%. Yeah, all social distancing measures. The social were distancing used,
0: measures, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah and QR codes for the uh, leave home app, or or write down your your details. Um, there was a there was a they said uh, officially from Art of Central, the organisers that a mix of private and institutional interest resulted in strong sales. They didn't give a figure in their press release after the uh, the fair finished on Sunday. The fair um, did offer, uh, as I've mentioned before, uh, not today but previously, um, online portals which were really great for looking at. Uh, they had something which is still, you can still look at it now, it's called Art Central Capsule. It's on until the end of tomorrow. You can look at it today this evening or until tomorrow um, to watch a lot of videos of artists who took part talking about their work, you can see some of the up-and-coming as well as already established contemporary artists. They're not the ones who are who have been around for decades and decades. They're slightly younger. That's the difference with Art Central, with Art Basel. Um, slightly more affordable as well. But it's not about buying it. It's about seeing what is going on in the world of fine arts. It's about both. They want to sell artwork. But for so those who are interested in trends at the moment, they, uh, they can have a look online and see some words from uh, artists who are not necessarily based in Hong Kong. A lot, as I mentioned last week, are based in Asia. That's a strong point. The physical exhibition, they did have uh, a group exhibition called Here Slash There, which was uh, a mixture of established and emerging artists from across the world, which was a nice way of putting together works. They would take some from the galleries that were exhibiting and put them together as a kind of central part of the, uh, uh, of the venue that people could uh, get a taste of what's going on in different parts of the world. So, if you want to um, Google... Sorry, I don't have the uh, address. I think it's artcentral.com, though. Um, but Art Central and have a look to see what's online there. Um, the Art Battle Hong Kong ones closed Sunday night when both fairs wrapped up. They have a lot of online content, but it's not available anymore. Art Central Still is. As a small side note, it was reported in Hong Kong Free Press that uh, uh, at Art Buzzle, art minded activists placed guerrilla exhibits in the venue over the weekend. They installed four miniature Lady Liberty in miniature um, protest statues at the exhibition. The Lady Liberty Hong Kong um, is something that's appeared in various forms. It's a Hong Kong protester with a uh, with a mask and sometimes holding various uh, protest-related things. And um, it was interesting that it's a bit tongue-in-cheek. I send you a picture of them. Yeah, um,
0: I'm just looking at it right now.
1: Yeah, they, they, so so the original statues are are of different sizes. The biggest one was up to four metres that's been made. So this one is um, very small, and- the
0: one you sent me. It looks about two centimetres, well, or oh, five centimetres, actually, I can see.
1: Oh, oh it's 4.5. Yeah, the, the funny thing is there's, there's a label it has been given. I think this is slightly tongue-in-cheek. It's been presented as fine artworks are by a serious gallery. So you've got the title, when it was made originally. Um, it doesn't say when this... This is a 3D print in miniature, um, and uh, it also tells you the name of the piece, and uh, the name of the piece in this instance is called There's No Art Without Freedom. That's what they're calling it in this miniaturised 3D form, and it was uh, one out of four, so the edition number, like when you've got a print, uh, a woodcut or an engraving, you get the edition number, and these were placed around the venue. Not sure, no report was mentioned on... Uh, How soon they may have been taken away or whether they were allowed to stay there for a while hasn't been mentioned. Um, Moving on to other arts-related items from around the world, Uh, a piece of artist memorabilia went under the hammer last week, and it's not one of the artist's works, but it was a piece of personal memorabilia that that person once owned. And it was at Bonham's auction house in Paris where the Spanish artist. Most of his life. And in case you haven't guessed it, Noreen, I send you a picture of the watching question. Can you spell out who it is by the letters on there? <laughs> not sure if you've seen it. Uh, yeah, yes, no, it's I your favourite artist. It's my
0: favourite, <laughs> Mr Pablo Picasso. <laughs> That's the one. As is, um, according to the
1: auction house's blurb, in the world of orology, this is what they say, orology means the timepiece aficionado types, in that world, a small collection of relatively humble timepieces owned by the father of modern art, are considered the holy grail of watches. Um, so that's them talking up the uh, the watch that was worn on the wrist of Pablo Picasso in the picture that uh, you can see. For those who can't see it, um, it's a steel bracelet type of watch that spells out where you have numbers and numerals, you've got the the, uh, the letters of Pablo Picasso, whose name, fortunately, fortunately rather, has 12 letters, hmm. so it fits perfectly over the 12 numbers that you'd see on a, on a numeric old-fashioned style watch. And this was old-fashioned. It was a wind-up watch, not even an automatic movement when you when you move it. Um, oh, it
0: just so, sold so does your name. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, no. Sorry. Sorry,
1: sorry, I didn't
0: hear you. So does your name. Um, we can fit your name on a watch. Anders oh. Dembina.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you'd have to abbreviate it to, uh, Yeah. I just heard that. I, I thought I thought about it quickly. I thought Andrew, mean, that's too many. I don't know how to squeeze, squeeze it all in. That's
0: right. Um, so, but, how much but, did it? Um, how much did this fetch then?
1: So it went for nearly twenty times its estimate, and it went for two thousand and nine, just over two thousand and nineteen thousand euros in our money. <gasps> that's about two point one million HKD's. Hong Kong for
0: watch. That's crazy money. For a watch
1: that he once owned, the late Pablo Picasso. And um, yeah, he enjoyed wearing it and showing it off to his friends and they, they were in, in photographic portraits because he was famous in the latter part of his lifetime. You could see him wearing it. It was the 1960s when he got it. So um, he didn't have it for that long, though. He gifted it to another sculptor. Um, hmm. So he gave it to someone. Uh, but, he, but he was photographed and he did yeah. enjoy having it. So it's, um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing. It was the star of the Bonhams Paris luxury watch sales and it was uh, it, it all happened last Thursday. Moving on to another item. Um, in honor of, uh, we're going over to the UK where in honor of the late German artist Joseph Beuys, an exhibition of um, uh, an urban forest. So I should, I should say it's an installation, sorry, rather than an, uh, than an exhibition. 100 oak trees have been planted outside the Tate Modern Gallery in London. And I'll send you a picture of this as well. The artists, you can uh, see the artists standing in the midst of 100 saplings, young oak trees. It's an installation that opened just a bit bit earlier this month on the terrace of Tate Modern. And it's called Boys' Acorns. So um, it started in 2007, that's a long time to germinate, isn't it, by by British artists because they went over to um, Germany where the late German German artist, Joseph Boyes, who inspired them, uh, made a project called 7,000 Oaks, a lot more than their 100. It was a kind of city forestation project between 1982 and 1987 when Boyes and Helpers planted a forest of 7,000 oak trees alongside 7,000 rocks, basalt rocks, large rocks, permanently altering the local landscape of a uh, town called Castle, uh, K-A-S-S-E-L, if anyone's interested in Googling it and having a look at these now maturing oak trees as they were planted in the early to mid-80s. And so the artists' in the UK called Ackroyd and Harvey. Um, They just call themselves by their surnames. It's a uh, a male and female artist who work on interesting installation projects. They went over to Germany and they took acorns from those trees that had grown from saplings in the 80s and they planted their own. That's why it's taken since 2007 for these trees to grow, for them to be able to do something with them. They're starting to do something with them now. Um, it's an interesting project. Um, it's in homage of this artist, and it also wants people to think more about greening the urban parts of, of London and beyond. That's their intention. And when the Tate Modern Gallery reopens to the public, um, there will be an exhibition of the German artist Boyers' work as well, so that's good news. It, it's due to open pretty soon in mid-June, and when it does, there will also be... Uh, a special piece made by the artists Ackroyd and Harvey, an installation piece inside the gallery where they collaborate with a poet whose name is Ben Ockrey. don't know if you've heard of him. I think you're mm. being, you, mm. being into poetry and all. Um, <laughs> um, uh, and, and, and they do a collaboration. There'll be a poet reading a, a poem about the environment and they'll be screening some projections of the natural world and stuff. And that's happening should anyone be... Uh, going over to London or in London and out of quarantine at the Tate Modern's Turbine Hall between the 16th and 25th of June. Just an interesting project, really. And between now and November, if, if should anyone be going over to London, you can watch these saplings grow and see a very much greener terrace that was completely all paving stone before. Usually there weren't um, sculptures or anything on it. So that'll be quite interesting. Mm. That's, and uh, and finally we. Oh, I was thinking returned. that could be
0: a great segment for Greener Paths, actually. But yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> if only that classic Sunday morning series still existed. For those who don't know it, what was that again, Nori?
0: Greener Paths was the very first program that um, uh, uh, you and I ever hosted on on RTHK Radio Three back in the day. <laughs> um, That's on, correct. Was on a Saturday morning. I think it was a Saturday morning. Was, was it Saturday morning? Uh, it was a One Saturday of the morning. Yeah, it was a Saturday. Monday morning at eight thirty. Well, where we talked yeah. about the green issues in hong kong we, we looked at the green pockets of hong kong um and it was a fantastic half hour little pre-recorded yeah. show that we both did um we, we'd pre-record all the interviews in advance during the week we'd go out and do like five six minute interviews and then on friday night poor andrew had to like put it all together while we did the voice links till really quite late we'd just yeah we like, always saw
1: uncle ray coming in for a show didn't we I we know. start at 10 o'clock oh, yeah have it ready good day
0: today uh, absolutely right yeah. up, three minutes yeah. before the news what have you got to end the show yeah. on? yeah
1: the last uh piece i wanted to mention uh is back locally we finally return to the newest phenomenon of nfts and nice. these who are unaware of them uh haven't heard about them before they're digital artworks. We spoke about them a few weeks ago when we talked about Beeple, well, who seems to be the king of this digital art form whose works are selling for phenomenal amounts. And they are produced in the form often as a still digital image or as a gif or gif, however you want to pronounce them. And they are gladly snapped up, sometimes for a lot of money, sometimes for not so much money, by the art consumer. So it's something that can get people into art in a very current way. It can be seen on digital devices. Hong Kong has recently formed its first NFT artist group, and it's called Wave, W-A-V-E. There's an exhibition, yeah, of some of the artist works on display right now at the Gallery by the Harbour, and that's in the Gateway section of Harbour City in Tsimsao Uh This group was also shown in a booth in a smaller amount, just to have a, a part of a booth at Art Basel last week. So what can you expect to see should you want to go over to the Harbour City exhibition? It's uh, They call the exhibition By the People for the People, and it's a series that includes some landscapes and some seascapes of Hong Kong, as well as some conceptual pieces, like the one I sent to you, Noreen. I'll explain this to the listener. It's called for your eyes only and in my opinion it's quite tongue in cheek it's a static digital image that shows the straight lined patterns that are often used to uh, in the form of a QR style shape but instead of having just black lines that you'd get in a QR pattern they they are they're using strips that feature all kinds of shapes and sizes of black and white eyes so they're, they're in neat lines that represent a qr code type of shape i hope that's the best i can explain it really I, you've um,
0: explained it better than i ever could
1: I, <laughs> Right, well i'm not sure what it means though what do you think it means you've got something that looks at first glance until you look at it closer like a qr show, uh, qr code shape instead of it being dark black deep black it looks gray and the reason for this is it's black and white photos of Of eyes eyes of
0: different shape yeah i think it's like in the digital world we're always being watched that's what i think it it could be it
1: could be it could be but why the qr code i wonder
0: that's that's a digital world that everything is a qr code you know even going to i don't know you know tickets gone are the days of eat well e-tickets is when you printed out the physical ticket that was just electronic nowadays there's no ticket it's just a qr code Everything yeah, is like it's um, probably right. it it's embedded sense. in, I don't know, anyway. They could, if they're doing a series,
1: they could do one in a barcode shape as well, and you could be tracked by that as well.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right, Andrew, yeah. always so nice to talk to you. Thank you so much for all your sharing. Lots of things for, for our listeners uh, to, 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 to look out for. And have a great weekend, and I'll chat to you next week. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Lauren and a good weekend to you too. Yes.